We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. WGR Sports Radio 550 presents. But for those people who are, you know, champing, by the way, which is... No, chomping. It's chomping. It's it's champing. It's It's chomping. Sports Talk Saturday. The other day when I said chomping on the bit of Twitter, I got 20 people. It's It's champing. It's the internet. You know you can't trust that. It's champing. On WGR. Champing. Sports Radio 550. And I was right, by the way. It is champing at the bit. I even had, had to correct my dad. Who did not believe that it was champing at the bit. Nate, first off, Twitter does not care when you are right. You know that, right? Yeah, well, it, it, I wouldn't care if I or, was right. Or if, or if I you're in context. I wouldn't write. I, they wouldn't care because I'm always right. So that that, that checks out. Uh, also, you, you having a tweet today that uh, I'm very stunned at because it's you. And I would feel like you would know better than to say this. Stop quote tweeting me and taking me out of context. Nate, that is Twitter. Is it? Well, I don't want to be a part of it then. Let's see what Ben thinks. Yeah, Ben, what do you think? What do you think? Uh, is, is Twitter really just uh, a platform for everything you say to be taken out of context? And is that, is that the America you want to live in, Ben? Yeah, Twitter's just a place where you make it out whatever you want it to be, and it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. Uh, so it's just it's a very weird place. I'll be quite honest. I, I found myself over the... There, there was a time when Twitter was fun and engaging, and then it just became the vehicle for like everybody to complain about whatever. And eventually, if you're on Twitter long enough, you end up being the villain. On yeah, Twitter, so. right, right, right. You know, I think I, I think I'm broaching that. I think that's what yeah, this I, is. You're already there. Yeah. So, so it's, it's a very weird dynamic altogether. So I think the, the world would be a better place if we just all got off Twitter. But I don't think that's ever. No, happened. that's yeah. not happening, buddy. Yeah, no, that's that that's the perfect world that we all want to live in one day. But we aren't there, and we'll probably never get there. Um, so you know, until then, we'll just talk about football and John Mayer, if that's okay with you, buddy. Hey, I'm, I'm all I'm all for both of those things. All right, well, that's why I brought you on. So lucky for me, um, Ben. I want to. I wanted to obviously talk to you about the AFC a little bit too, uh, but before we do that, I wanted to kind of start the conversation around the Bengals, who I think are um, one of the most interesting teams to talk about in this whole AFC conversation because there was a little while there where they were the bell of the ball and they were the talk of the AFC and they beat the Ravens and they they go out and they do all these great things. They're at five and two. Um, and then they came sort of crashing down to earth. But with the AFC, the way that it is right now, give me your, give it to me straight. Like, what do you believe the actual chances are here that the Bengals can win this division? Because I don't think it's as crazy as maybe um, some people who think – 
about the Bengals and who they've been for the last two and a half decades and thinking about the teams in that in that division right now, that division, Ben, has never been for the taking as it is like it is right now. Yeah, it's, if you want to be an optimist, it's, it's, the way to say it is it's very wide open. If you're a pessimist about the North, you just say the division stinks and isn't really that good. And I feel like it's, you know, it's kind of crazy because everyone's got a winning record. But by and large, there's not a whole lot of separation, and I still don't really know what the quality of the North. And I think we'll find out more, especially as the Bengals play the AFC West, because I think the West is actually pretty good. And, you know, we've seen the North teams be kind of susceptible against for some really bad games and performances across the board. And granted, that's kind of been the entire AFC this year. But, you know, I tend to agree with you in that they are – I think the North is up for anyone's grabs. I think the Bengals have as good a chance as anybody to win the division. You know, they've got a bunch of key games left starting with this week. Uh, against the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I think the winner of this game will get some separation in this crowded midfield uh, in in the AFC North playoff race. But, you know, I think that anybody can take it, and, and if you're the Bengals, you've got to play like you did early in the year. The defense has to, you know, round back into form, and you need uh, the offense to, to be more consistent, and, and Joe Burrow to, to kind of be that explosive playmaker without having some crippling interceptions. I think those are mm. that's the recipe, essentially, for the Bengals to make the playoffs. So there was this great meme, I'm sure you saw it, at the beginning of the season, um, or, or actually, it, it dates back to the draft, and it was a stick figure Joe Burrow being chased and and basically murdered by other stick figures because they had no offensive line play, and he was throwing to Jamar uh, to Jamar Chase. And then the other one was, you know, the offensive line that they drafted and was good with um, with Penny Sewell, and he was upright and was able to throw the football. Now, I want to say that I've been pleasantly surprised by the competence of the of the Bengals' offensive line. Um, is it possible that the Bengals, you know, looking back, I think no one would tell you that Jamar Chase wasn't the right pick because of how damn good he's going to win the rookie of the year and he's going to deserve it. Um, how good is this offense been? I know the inconsistencies exist, but this is year two of the Joe Burrow experience. This is year one of him with Jamar Chase. Those inconsistencies were always probably going to be there. So if that's true, what can this team do if the offense is just as good as good as it is right now and it doesn't get to that consistent level this year? I just that's a very good question. I don't know if they're good enough. If that offense is the case, I don't think it's good enough to win the division. You know, I know we just started, spent a while saying they can, but I think there are some things that need to occur. And right now, I think the Bengals have gotten away with, and even in wins, they've gotten away with not having a consistent enough offense, especially in the first half of games. I mean, even last week against, against I keep wanting to say Oakland, but against Vegas, you know, that game was a 16-13 game because they were unable to convert field goal, you know, drives into touchdowns, and they had to settle for field goals. And then, you know, there just weren't a lot of scoring opportunities for them. And, and there was, uh, you know, I just it was a very weird game offensively for them. They kind of got bailed out there. They had one good throw. Uh, from from Joe to Jamar, that kind of gave them a nice cushion, and the, the Raiders kind of capitulated afterwards uh, because they're playing like they are on their interim head coach. And so it's just I, – I think that they're – for me, watching the offense, the biggest takeaway was that I still have major concerns, and especially now that defenses have made it a point of emphasis to take away Jamar Chase. Uh, and, you know, they're playing a lot more zone coverage, and they're forcing the Bengals to kind of look elsewhere and maybe dink and dunk. This is going to be, you know, it's going to be a fascinating kind of stretch. I think in Formula One they call it a stint, 
And I think this is a fascinating stint for them, you know, to see, you know, how they, this offense can kind of adapt and, and, and transform uh, in the middle of the season as defenses are taking away Jamar and the deep ball and forcing them to do other things. Ben Baby here of ESPN. He covers the uh, Cincinnati Bengals, joining me in the Western Hotline, talking Bengals, talking AFC. Um, I, I like to basically asking everyone this question, and I, I wonder what your overall thoughts are of the Bills, and, and maybe before the Trey White injury, you were skeptical. I, I think after the Jacksonville game and after that Colts game, it's totally fair to be skeptical of the Bills' re- like the reality of their chances of being a Super Bowl contender. Have they changed for you since the injury happened Thursday night, or did they change prior to that injury? You know, honestly, I, I still feel like, you know, when you watch the Bills play and you look at where they are in the North, I think that, you know, they're, they, they're in a pretty good position still. I know that they've kind of had their struggles. I, I still have a lot of faith in Josh Allen, to be quite honest. You know, when you look at the team they've been the last couple of years and kind of how he's progressed, um, I, I really think that as long as he's on the field, he's one of those quarterbacks that when he's clicking and when everything's going well, you know, the Bills are never going to be out of it. I know that there are going to be some questions with this Trey White injury as to how things are going to proceed. But, you know, I still think they're as good a team as any to win the, win the AFC. I mean, you look at it. I mean, who exactly scares you in this division this year? I would say absolutely nobody. I think everybody can get beaten, and we've seen that you know time and time again, week after week. And, you know, I think there's still plenty of time left. You know, we're still seven weeks remaining in the regular season. I could see – the Bills rounding into form and, and really playing well and being a legitimate threat. I think right now, you know, if, if you have, if you are concerned about the Bills, I think the good thing is is nobody really knows anything about where anybody stands in the AFC. And when you've got a guy like Josh Allen, he continues to to, to develop really well. And, and I guess and he's kind of really been surprising year in year out. That that trajectory has always kind of been ascending. I, I really think that he's a guy that you can always hang your hat on and yeah. know that you know if you can figure some of the other things out you're always going to have a shot, and that's the beauty of having a dynamic and and playmaking quarterback. Ben, I I, I kind of want to ask you about some more AFC North teams. I I, I don't know. The Pittsburgh is just a weird conversation in its entirety, but how about this Browns team? Because I I, I can't say that I recognize – what it is they're going to try to do with Baker Mayfield here. But if you're a franchise like the Browns who have lived in this purgatory for as long as they have, I think you can sit in two camps. You keep the quarterback because he's the best thing you've you've had in three decades. Or I guess the other one, which is you need to you need better. And you if you want to win a Super Bowl, which this is all about, it's about winning Super Bowls, like can you win one with Baker? And if you, if the answer is no, then should you move on? I think that the way that – I think Cleveland's done a great job of building that team. I really like what it is. And here's the thing. Like, if you want to know what, what a team thinks of a quarterback, look at the pieces around it and the offense they run. Look at the offense Cleveland has. It's predicated around a heavy packages uh, in the running backs, and then they've got receivers to complement it. And then that, what Baker's really good at is play action and bootlegs and really being able to stretch the field. They've got, you know, good tight end and Joku uh, when they want to use them. You know, they've got, you know, I, I think Austin Hooper's still, still rolling around there somewhere. Um, you know, and, and the running backs are obviously the focal point of that offense. And I think that's the thing that gets everybody twisted. It's like Baker is a guy, uh, and he can run that offense really well. And the defense, when you have Miles Garrett, I mean, he's the best player on that roster, pound for pound, and it's not even close. Uh, and so they, they've done a good job of getting good pieces defensively. They've done a good job of, like, building, I guess, you know, kind of a traditional old-school pro-style offense. And if you play that way 
and it works, then yeah, you can win. Baker is a guy who can win. I think that if you're asking Baker to do things that maybe aren't kind of in his skill set and and trying to stretch him a little bit, then that's where you have problems. I think that, you know, if if everything goes well for Cleveland and they're able to scheme up the perfect game, and and that lies on Kevin Stefanski as much as anything, I think that Baker can still do that. And it's because I have a lot of faith, I I really, in, in Miles Garrett and that defense to really create havoc. When you have an elite pass rusher like that, you know, it really it, it, it almost is like having a great quarterback and the margin for error is so much greater, uh, especially when, when you have a guy who can just disrupt so many things. And they've done a good job of building other pieces as well uh, throughout that defense. Uh, and so I, I, I still think it's a little – I understand there are limitations with Baker, but because the team isn't solely built around Baker, I think it's still good enough to do some really good things in this division. So uh, quickly, too, just to get a, a quick report in here from Ian Rappaport, the Tennessee Titans have placed A.J. Brown on injury reserve, which means now Julio Jones and A.J. Brown are both on the IR as well as Derrick Henry. Talk about a team that is still figuring out ways to win despite missing, I mean, three of their biggest offensive pieces. Uh, they lose last week to Houston. I would probably bet you're on the train they're going to get – they're going to have a tough time on Sunday against the New England Patriots, right? Yeah, no, I definitely, especially when you look at how well the Patriots are playing with Mac Jones, uh, the former Swisher House legend, and that's a Houston rap reference if you don't know. And if you don't know, you should probably look up, look it up because it's a, a great area, great era, excuse me, in hip-hop history. Uh, but I, I really think the Pats are, are doing well. Mac Jones has, has come in and done a really nice job for them. And, and the Titans, yeah, you know, it, it's really unfortunate because when that offense has all its pieces, it's a really fun offense. And it's a unique one because of the way it's structured around Derrick Henry and then you have Ryan Tannehill, who can do a lot of good things when, when called upon to do them. And then, obviously, A.J. Brown is just such a, such a dynamic receiver. So, you know, it's, it's a tough break. Fortunately for Tennessee, they are in the AFC South, which is awful. Right. It's putrid. So, you know, they'll have plenty of time to do it. Now, the question is, like you said, ultimately, if you have high hopes and, a really, and you want to do some big things in the playoffs, I, that's going to be the big question. I don't really know if Tennessee is equipped to do that as things stand. But, you know, it's crazy to think that New England may just end up being one of the one of the teams to beat in the in the AFC, you know, given where they were at, all the conversation about where the quarterback situation was heading into the season, you know, between, you know, Mac and Cam and who was going to start and how that was going to play out and for them to, to be as impressive as they've been over these last few weeks is I hate to say it, but a testament to what Belichick has done and it's a credit to kind of the foundation that he's built and so it's been it's been a really fascinating storyline to watch from that standpoint. Ben Baby here of ESPN joining me on the Western Hotline talking about some more AFC talking points and storylines across the league. Ben, before I let you go for the day, um, when you look at the AFC at large in this playoff picture as it, as it currently stands, it sort of feels like it's just a throw of the dartboard. But I wonder if there's a team right now that you like more than the rest. I'm I'm sort of firmly on the Kansas City train back again, um, even though I watched the Bills absolutely just wipe the floor with them on Sunday Night Football a few weeks back. It seems like both teams are sort of heading in different directions. Where What's your take? Who's the team in the AFC right now you like over the next five weeks to really show and prove, like, yeah, this is this is the team to beat in the AFC? You know, Kansas City's not a bad pick because, like I said, I think I'm I'm I'm, you know, I'm very much on the on the train of if you have a great quarterback, you're always going to be a, have a chance to do great things. And and but you know, Kansas City's defense, I think, is a, is a big question mark for me, and I don't know if that's really been solved yet. I know they played better in recent weeks, and you know, had a really good performance against Dallas uh, recently. But I, I think that by and large, I just I'm a little skeptical, and I think that the deficiencies that we're seeing defensively, I don't know if they're going to go away 
or really be able to be hidden over the course of the rest of the season. But, uh, you know, I, I think, I mean, I, it's hard for me to pick right now because it feels like every time we know something about the AFC, it changes like the next week. And then it feels like, oh, we don't actually know anything. And so I feel like we're going to get a lot of that over these next few weeks. But I think Kansas City and, and, and Buffalo and maybe even New England, I think we'll have good chances and, 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 you know, to, to win the conference. And, you know, I'm very curious to see what happens in the North this year and, and, and you know, the winner, um, if they can really be a true playoff contender. And, and I think that, you know, Cincinnati's got a long way to go. I think they've got some good pieces. But, you know, they could be as much of an X factor as anybody. I mean, we saw how, what they did to Baltimore, and we saw what they did against Green Bay. And, you know, granted, that was kind of a banged-up Green Bay team. But, you know, for them to be able to hang as well as they did, you know, in one of those first big tests as, as, a, as a franchise in the last few years, I thought was pretty impressive. So, you know, there's a chance that if they get hot and they put everything together, that they could, you know, be a, a very uh, a tough out, you know, come playoff time. And, and that's going to be saying a lot because this is a team that hasn't sniffed the playoffs in six years. So, you know, it's going to be a lot of fun to see what happens in this AFC, and it's going to be really wide open. So I think we're, we're going to be in for a really fun December. Ben, as always, brother, appreciate you. Enjoy your uh, enjoy the game on Sunday. Enjoy um, enjoy the rest of the season too. I appreciate you as always. We'll do this again soon, and uh, have a good rest of your ho- long holiday weekend. Uh, you d- you deserve a good one. And um, hold on, let me think of a good. Uh, why, why don't you? I, I'm going to pass this to you to give the John Mayer reference to 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 sign you off. Hey, you know what? I think the season the AFC is going to be sparking like a wildfire the rest of the way. It's going to be hot. It's going to be it's going to be pretty good. And, uh, at some point. We're going to have one team that's going to be dreaming with a broken heart uh, when it's all said and done. He dropped two, folks. That's why they pay you the big bucks, Ben. I appreciate you, boss. <laughs> Thank you. Take care. <laughs> you too, buddy. Ben Baby of ESPN. He covers the Bengals there on the Western Hotline. We're going to hear from Darren Drager here in a couple of moments. Before we do that, I want to kind of put a bow on some of the, uh, the, the Bills talk, so to speak. You look like you want to say something. You, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, intrigued. I'm gonna do this. No, no, I'm intrigued. no, no. no. Uh, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull a quote from, um, uh, from Derek, uh, not you, but Derek from uh, Step Brothers. Uh, when he goes up, he walks up into the, um, walks up into the treehouse. He says, <laughs> "You look like you want to punch me right now, but you won't." <laughs> well, I mean, no, I'm not gonna punch you. <laughs> At least not on the air. Not on air. Yeah. No. I appreciate I'm not you. about that violence. I appreciate you um, keeping that in mind for me. I'd re- yes. I really keeping do. Keeping it off the air. Yeah, right. Right, yes. right, right. No, um, no, I'm intrigued by what you mean by that. About? Uh, about and, uh, yeah, about your bow. and Oh, putting yeah. a bow on? Yeah, on your Bill's thoughts. <sighs> what do you mean? What I mean, Derek, is that a lot of – listen, I – where I stand on this whole thing is I, I, the Bills' Super Bowl chances were waning before the injury to Trey White. Like they, and I know the AFC parody, all of that good stuff, right? Um, you lose the Jaguars and you get absolutely dominated by the Colts. And I was sort of like teetering on is this truly a Super Bowl team? I'm starting to think they're not. I don't know how you can even really argue with a level of conviction that they are with Trey White because of that loss to the Colts. Like Super Bowl contenders, Super Bowl teams, they don't get run off their own home field. They just that doesn't really happen to good Super Bowl contending teams. And it did. And 
I, you didn't learn anything from that Thursday night game. I'm sorry, you just don't. You, the bill, nobody learned a thing by beating Trevor Simeon defensively on whether or not they're really going to be able to overcome this. They're going to find out, I think, and to a certain extent Monday night, but that game against the Buccaneers, like that's going to reveal a whole lot. The next two weeks, the Bills will either be or they won't be Super Bowl contenders after the next two weeks, right? I think we can all agree that, right? Like the next two weeks will establish without a reasonable doubt, without the ability to argue in bad or good faith that they are or are not Super Bowl contenders by the results of the next two weeks. And if I'll say this, without wins, without being 2-0 and over the next two weeks, they're not. 1-1, one and one, even if that one win is against the Patriots, I know that doesn't necessarily eliminate you because it's an AFC win and it's important, but you lose to the Bucs. If they're a good football team, if they're a Super Bowl contending football team, they will have to find a way to win both of these games. I might even argue they may have to find a way to win it out the rest of the way here. The weirdest part is, is that they have the capability. They do, for and, sure. And that's for I think, sure. I think that's the most frustrating part about this season is we know they can do better because we literally saw it last year against a harder schedule. And yet now this year you go ahead and stumble against the Jaguars of all teams. And again, you get dominated. There's no nice way to put it about the Indianapolis game. However, for those games that we've seen, they dominated all phases of play against the Chiefs. They were in it until a slip-up, literally, on the final drive against Tennessee. And they've blown out bad teams telling them, you're bad. Get back in the closet. Get out of here. Yeah. Uh, so... It's not like they don't have this potential, and that's why this season has been so frustrating for a lot of fans. It's more or less, how do you respond now to getting right? How do you respond to getting back to what you're supposed to be doing, which was telling the Saints team that is very banged up, yeah, you're not good. You can you can go back. You can, I, you can go back downstairs. I just don't know, though, like... I- We've seen them respond to losses. I don't want to take value or too much value in beating bad football teams. They are the team that you play that week, and it's your job to beat them and do it well. The Bills have answered those tests all but once against the Jaguars. Mm -hmm. They did not beat the Jaguars, which which is a bad football team. So do you weigh losing to the Jaguars greater than beating Houston and be greater than beating the Jets and greater than beating, you know, the Dolphins. I I don't know that answer, but what I'll say is this team has one good win and it's the Kansas City Chiefs. They don't have another good one. And quality of competition like you said, you can't control who you, you play. You can't control it. But it's all about what's going to happen and the thing is, is that this has happened to every team in the conference this year. Every one of them has shot themselves in the foot at least once this season. So I don't know how much I can really – and again, this is the only thing I'm really going on here, Nate. The reason I will not dismiss them as a Super Bowl contender is because of the rest of the conference. But the thing is, is I could say that about literally everyone. Yeah. That's the counter-argument. To- the, the problem is, is trying to use other teams – as a means to get yourself to this place about the Bills, it unfortunately can be used back against you too. And that's because the I, Bills have been that team too. They've been that's right. capable of tripping themselves up for no reason. And I just I, I think if you were the guy that's saying guy or gal saying, well, the rest of the AFC isn't good, so therefore the Bills still have a chance. What are 
you're not saying anything about the Bills. You're saying it's because of the rest of the league. What's your real confidence? If there is a good team in the AFC, what's your confidence in the Bills? And by the way, that good team might be the Colts. It might be. And if you're facing the Colts in the wild card round, who are you taking? No, Because I'm not taking the Bills in that game. Here's my reason for the Bills, and it's as simple as this. They have offensive talent. They do. They do. They have not really they put have, it together this year. They have one of the best quarterbacks in the league, and at their best, they are a terrifying group to deal with. Yeah. So there's your argument for the Bills that doesn't involve other teams. Look at me. <laughs> Funny how this shoe is on Look the other foot. Look at me. This is why expectations suck. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.